Welcome to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Welcome to another episode of Building the Cooperative Classroom. This is Adam Lubachek. We are in progress of an interview with Allison Guest. She's the Assistant Principal for Teaching and Learning at Maine East High School. Derek Swistak, Aaron Fleming, and I get to talk to Allison in this episode about what she looks for when she's observing uh, teachers and how she encourages them to use cooperative learning by giving some uh, targeted feedback, as well as some of her early successes with cooperative learning. So I hope you enjoy. So I, I find, you know, that positive interdependence becomes, I, I, I find myself constantly going back to that positive interdependence piece um, with staff members. Like, if you're not thinking that through, a positive interdependence and social skills. Like I feel like teachers oftentimes have the individual accountability and even there's some group processing of like, why did it go well? Why didn't it go well? But that piece of the positive interdependence and social skills, I don't know why that takes so long to like be in the back of your head. Um, and maybe it is because some groups do have it just automatically. And just like, so talk me through how do you Try, first of all, does it come up often in your conversations with staff members? And secondly, how do you coach them through that? Well, one, I think I see more cooperative learning um, in classrooms over the last, mm, I mean, five to 10 years, I think even as an instructional coach, but then now as an administrator for evaluation, I think that I see a lot of that in the classroom. And I think that through I don't know if I think trying to think about the difference between maybe like just me popping in for, for a certain amount of time versus maybe like a full out formal. Cause I feel like with a formal observation, I can really dig deeper into having conversations beforehand to ask those questions there. Cause I think that's important for when I, they are, you know, if someone's going to tell me, Oh, I am going to be using, you know, groups and I'm like, okay, well let's talk about that. And one, first off, I'm always asking, like, it's, it's not even the cooperative learning part. Like I'm going back to like, okay, what's your learning target? Now tell me about the task you're assigning. Okay, so now you're going to use a cooperative group. Okay, well, then that should tell me then what social skills that I want to be able to do that's going to like link back. So it's like all related in some way. There's, and then it's the questions about, okay, well, tell me like, well, if it is cooperative learning, like here's the five things I want to know. I'm a very, I'm usually very upfront by asking. So like, let's talk through that a little bit more so you can tell me, so I can kind of not like kind of do a checklist a little bit of like, well, tell me about the positive interdependence. Okay. Where are you going to have your individual accountability? And I, I have always appreciate then the conversation because it's whether then is the teacher aware of that then in thinking through all five beforehand, or is it then throughout that conversation, they're thinking like, oh, I really appreciate it. Like I actually just saw a teacher in the last week who that this was part of the conversation. Um, the teacher had said like, oh, I'm going to have students work in groups of three. And I said, oh, that's awesome. Okay. So like, what, how are you breaking this down? And I don't think that the person had thought about that um, maybe in that way. And, and the, the teacher had gave me feedback after of like, Hey, this was super helpful for you to ask me all parts of those questions. And the lesson slightly changed based off of us having that conversation of like, oh, well, how can I have the students be individual accountable? I'm like, well, do you want to, do you want to have a kid have every, you know, marker for every kid if they're going to contribute to a poster? Do you want to, you know, are you going to assign, you know, do you want to assign roles? So you then kind of then know who's doing what, cause they're maybe going to work. Some are going to work in a pair. And so it was nice to offer some suggestions. And then the teacher was kind of running with it. Like, I think this is what's going to be best for here. Oh, here's where I can do the group processing. And they had not thought of, thought that through before. 
I think then for like, if it's just me popping in, then it's usually through a lot of just different questions I ask that um, it might just be like, hey, I, or it's like, re, it's usually affirming like, hey, I noticed that you had a, a resource interdependence, um, which I thought was helpful. And here's why, like making sure that they know that I saw that and that, that whether they they thought thought about that of like, oh yeah, like I, that was intentional. Or if it was like, oh yeah, that was, you know, that was really great to then say like, you should keep doing that. Or, you know, think about this. Sometimes it is a question of like, hey, I was only here for the class for this part. So I noticed this part of the cooperative learning. Hey, when, when did you get a chance to have students do the group processing? I, what I notice for when maybe it's me dropping in for like an informal observation, it's either I'm noticing then what cooperative learning and immediately in my head is as, you know, whether it's still part of me, it's like the the coach part of me that's still there is I'm noticing what kind of cooperative learning is going. I like the parts of the cooperative learning. And so it's like letting the teacher know that I noticed that. So it's like a comment that I'm giving back to them. So it might be, I noticed that you used a resource interdependence, you know, during class or, Hey, I really, I really liked how you assigned the roles and whether it's, you assign roles and then students actually then clearly delineated what the difference of those roles were, or you let them choose their own roles. If it's something that the teacher might've forgot, or it's like, or if it's maybe it's not something that I saw during the lesson, it might be, Hey, I was really curious. I want to know, I was wondering about the group processing that was going on. Then maybe later in class, tell me more about that just so I can learn about that. Um, so it's always interesting because it's sometimes it's, it's then the teacher knows then has a plan or it's now, oh, I need to include that next time. So it's encouraging the teacher to think about that for future lessons. Well, so I want to back up a little bit in your uh, journey. You were talking about some of the early struggles you had with cooperative learning as, as a practitioner, um, but obviously you got better at it. You got more comfortable with it. But once you went from that role of practitioner to teacher leader, when you started training other teachers in its use, what kind of realizations did you have um, about cooperative learning that maybe weren't as apparent when you were not doing those trainings and not being a leader, not being, well, not having a formal leadership role, I guess. We know, and we talked, we've talked about this, I feel like over a long time, like now it's been what, over 15 years now of when you teach somebody else something that you actually know it better. I realized that there were things that I was just doing okay as a practitioner in my classroom. And then when I started training, you have to start answering people's questions. You have to know it at a deeper level. And I think that through being able to answer questions of teachers, it made me think about things in a deeper way in my own classroom. And so it just made me every, it's like becoming more um, automatic, like kind of like what Derek was talking about just before of just that, where's the positive interdependence? Like I'm always asking that question if I'm going to plan um, something in my classroom. And if it's going to be a cooperative activity, even if it's just a quick turn, pair and share, how am I going to teach that initially then to students? I wasn't thinking about that. I think when I started practicing, I wasn't, um, it was, it was, I think decent, but I think that it just became a little bit more intentional once I started then training and you have to walk the walk. So like when we started training, we also were having people come in our classes to watch it. So I was always nervous because I'm like, okay, if people are going to come in my room, I don't want them walking out thinking, what was that? Like, you know, you, I wanted to make sure that I was doing something that was at least good enough that showcased something, but also at the same time being vulnerable of knowing that like, I'm also still always a learner that there is always going to be opportunity for me to learn. So I want that feedback too, from people coming in. But I think that it just over time, um, 
again, if you just continue to practice something, you're going to get better at it. I think one of the things I noticed also is that my practice went from designing individual cooperative lessons to building an overall cooperative context in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it might've stemmed from that fact that at any moment, someone could ask to come in and observe. And I needed to make sure that there were elements of cooperative learning present in my, in my classroom at all times. So it was much easier to say, we are continuing. We're, we're not teaching an individual social skill based on the lesson, but this is, these are the series of social skills we're focusing on this semester of this year. And I always appreciated that about you, Adam. I felt like that you would talk about that in trainings and it always just made me think about that as a teacher on a daily basis of it was very much not just as a initially kind of like, well, this lesson and then this lesson and then this lesson. I think that it was, then it was like, well, this is just how my classroom runs. I mean, I remember having a parent even come and not happy like at parent like a parent night and asking like why are we doing co- why are you doing all this cooperative learning stuff in your classroom and at the time it's funny because i was super nervous by having to respond but then after a while like a couple years later was like wow that was just it, it, it was really like that actually is a good thing because that tells me that that student noticed and the parent noticed like that is i was actually using a cooperative it was just it was a cooperative classroom it wasn't just like oh you did this cooperative activity it was like why are you doing all this cooperative learning um it made me more um it, it got easier because um i don't know about what um how you approach this but i started talking to students right at the beginning like i would draw pig space on the board and talk about all five elements and talk about why is this important? Like talk about future skills that students are going to need when they're done with school. And it was just like super helpful for students to actually have that conversation about like, why is this going to be like the foundation of what we're going to do this year? Then students never ask questions about that because they actually establish, I think their own why for like, well, how this is actually going to help me in the future. And it actually had nothing, and it had nothing to do with geology. Yeah, I think uh, I think you bring up a great point, which is I think you need to be able to sell this to yourself, sell this to the students, sell this to parents, sell this to your boss. Like that is really like, but first sell it to yourself. But uh, mm-hmm. well, and I think what's important too is I because I watch that now of asking people like, well, why are you implementing that in your classroom? Is it for because somebody told you you had to implement that, or is it because you just know it's good for kids? I just knew it was good for kids, you know, and it, then I think that that just continued on them because you could see the benefit then of students working together, just how excited they were then actually becoming more passionate about then the content in my classroom by working together. And it just made them happy, which made me happy. This is another great stopping point for our interview with Allison. Uh, please join us next week as we continue our discussion. And Allison reflects on her leadership in cooperative learning for better part of the last 15 years. Until then, let's cooperate. Thank you for listening to the Building the Cooperative Classroom podcast, the official podcast of the Johnson & Johnson Cooperative Learning Institute. Please check out the show notes for all relevant links, including a link to our Twitter account and the Cooperative Learning Institute webpage. This podcast is copyrighted under the Creative Commons license, copyright 2021. Theme music courtesy of Jimmy Ryan.